Hi, my name is uh, Mauro Gilli. I'm a senior researcher at the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology in Zurich. And today I'm uh, with uh, uh, Ivan Zaccagnini, who is a um, research assistant at Louis Guido Carli University in Rome. And we are going to talk about the recent article of us that appeared in the academic journal um, Why Drones, uh, International Security. And the title is Why Drones Have Not Revolutionized War. Uh, than during hider finder competition in air warfare. So to give a context, this paper kind of dates at least a couple of years back uh, in the sense that two of the authors of this article, my brother and I had studied drones in the era of the global war on terror. And we had kind of studied how drones require much more support in terms of infrastructure as well as organization for being employed in like counterinsurgency operation or counterterror operation. But in that paper, we did not uh, investigate many, many important questions. And this question became very important over the following years as uh, military drones, armed drones of the male type, that is medium altitude, long endurance drones, were being used also in different contexts, kind of quasi-conventional wars. And this employment of drones in these uh, quasi-conventional wars led some observers, analysts, and also some academics to reach uh, very strong conclusions, such as that drones have re revolutionized war or that they uh, strengthened the weakest actors or that they gave an advantage to offensive operation or that essentially they relieved from the need to, to deploy ground troops. This idea popularized by the media of robotic wars, that is, we can essentially substitute military personnel with robots. And so with this paper, we wanted to understand whether this was the case. And what we argue is that drones are subjected to a key constraints to which all uh, military aircraft are subjected to. That is the, what we call the hider finder competition in a warfare. And namely, what we argue is that the moment an aircraft takes off, uh, it is vulnerable to being detected, uh, identified, located, and in the case, shut down by enemy air defense systems. And so this is what we say in this article. And we look at some empirical cases, and I leave my uh, co-author even discuss this case. Thank you, Mauro. Firstly, the empirical analysis of recent conflicts does not support the idea that drones alone can generate uh, an offensive advantage. For instance, analyzing the Nagorno-Karabakh 44 days war, we saw the clash between two very different forces on the battlefield. On one side, Azerbaijan, which had invested heavily to modernize its forces, and that was directly supported by Turkey. On the other side, Armenia, which deployed mainly Soviet-era air defense systems. Despite these imbalances, Armenia, uh, which uh, also possessed a few modern air defense systems, uh, these platforms were deployed too late in the conflict, limited in number, and too exposed to enemy attacks. The exploitation of these weaknesses, along with the employment of modern tactics and electronic warfare systems, led to the success of Azeri drones. Secondly, uh, proponents of the drone revolution thesis claim that because drones are cheaper and less sophisticated than manned aircraft, any actors can quickly and easily uh, build or acquire them. Thus, employing and operating drones can fill the gap between stronger and weaker actors, at least uh, in the air domain. 
Au contrary, empirical analysis demonstrates that it was the strongest side on the battlefield to employ drones more widely and with greater success. For instance, during the Nagorno-Karabakh 44 days war, Azerbaijan was the strongest actor on the battlefield and it was the country that used drones the most. As we said, the Azeri government had invested to modernize its forces and was largely supported by Turkey. On the other side, Armenia, the weakest actor, employed missiles to strike Azeri cities and did not rely on drones to fill the gap with its adversary. Finally, uh, many scholars say that the employment of drones and precision munitions will lead to eradicate distance from the battlefield, making ground units such as infantry and tanks obsolete. On contrary, also in this case, the evidence points in another direction. For instance, in all the case studies we have analyzed, we noticed a large use of land units, often supported by mercenaries, mercenaries to conduct ground operations, to defend positions and infrastructures, or to patrol areas, to take or retake territories, uh, to execute mop-up uh, mop operations, and so on. Again, uh, the case of Nagorno-Karabakh is telling, because in particular, one of the most important battles fought during the 44 days war was won by the Azeri forces through the orchestration of a complex ground operation. I'm talking about the battle for Shusha city, in which Azerbaijan successfully employed special forces in order to take the town and consequently gain a huge tactical advantage given the strategic position of the city. Uh, well, we are almost uh, up with the time. Just before concluding, I want to state in this article, we do not say that drones are not important or they are not effective. What we argue is that drones can have very important effects, but when they are integrated with other uh, weapon systems, and these weapon systems are very expensive and they require, require very uh, well-trained personnel, and uh, uh, not all countries can afford. So this is the key message we want to convey.